0: Let us pray, bread together on our knees. Let us pray, bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, Oh Lord, have mercy on me. Welcome to The Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that The Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Questions that Jesus asked during his earthly ministry. We began with a question he asked his disciples, recorded in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16. Because that question evoked the all-important question of who Jesus is, to each of us, we have continued to examine it, lingered, if you will, a little while upon that two-part question. Jesus began with a general question. So part one of his question was, who do people say that I, the son of man, son of man, am? That was part one of this two-part question. Jesus listens to their response. Some said different, inconclusive things. People in general had their own opinion of who Jesus was. And that's kind of just the way things are today. A prophet, a teacher, a good man, but not the Son of God, not the Savior of the world, not the final voice, the Muslims will tell us. For example, they believe that Jesus was a good prophet. They even believe that he was of of virgin birth, but that he's not the eternal Son of God, nor is he the sin bearer who died upon the cross. They believe that he will come again, but not as Messiah, not as Savior, and not as ultimately ruler of the world. They reserve that for Allah. What well, the second part of the question is directed to you and to me, because when Jesus asked them, who do you say I am, God had given Peter the answer, and he said, you are the Son of the living God, the Messiah. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That second part is what we've been spending the last couple of weeks looking at because it's applicable to you, it's applicable to me. The first person that I'm going to look, we started looking at, well, let let me rephrase that. We also proposed that we would raise that question to other people who met Jesus along the way. And drawing from their conversations and the responses of Jesus, I am imaginarily asking these characters to tell us what they think of Jesus. Who do they think he is? And the first person we chose, was the man Nicodemus, the Jewish leader and teacher who came one night to Jesus. And he began with a little speech, and Jesus kind of cut him short. Because, you see, just like you, just like me, just like Nicodemus, we're trying to talk the religious talk around the vital fact of our need to be born again. And that's where Jesus kind of cut Nicodemus off and he said, you can't get to heaven except you're born again. And I know that that term is kind of ridiculed in our world today, but it was good for Nicodemus and it's good for you. So based on that encounter, we kind of ask in our imagination, what do you say about Jesus? And I think Nicodemus would respond and say, he told me, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus might also tell us that he learned that Jesus made it clear that the new birth is of divine origin. It's not a human effort. It can't be made through the catechism or baptism or ordination, nor any of these other human religious activities, good as some of them are. It's a work of the Holy Spirit, and that prompting that comes to your heart even now is a prompting of God the Holy Spirit inviting you to confess your sin, believe in Jesus, and be born again. The imperative of faith is made clear throughout the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Listen again. Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Believe, believe, believe. Because he must move on to other characters in our Continuing talk let's kinda take a closer look at some more of the Nicodemus chapter before we move on from there. In John three, fourteen and fifteen, Jesus introduces Nicodemus to the harsh reality that his death upon the cross was the means by which we will be saved. Let's read what Jesus told Nicodemus. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. We cannot escape the imperative of belief, can we? It's everywhere in the message that Jesus pre- preaches. And so I invite you to examine your relationship with him right now the Son of the living God. That event of which Jesus spoke to Nicodemus did occur. He was lifted up upon a cross. He did die for the sins of the world. He rose triumphantly over death. My friend, he wants you to understand that it was for you, it was for me, that he died. He said, I will lay down my life, I'll take it again. He did both things. He went away, and he said, I would return, and I believe that too. So what else might we learn from Nicodemus' interview with Jesus? Verses 17 to 21 of John's Gospel gives us another insight. Let me read from a part of that passage. For God sent His Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. There is judgment against anyone who... There is no judgment against anyone who believes in Him. But anyone who does not believe in Him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. Stop there for a moment. You see... Judgment comes as a result of my sin. Salvation comes through faith in the sin bearer. My friend, it can't be clearer. So I urge you to close in with that divine offer of salvation. And if you have already done that, let's give God praise and honor and glory. And let's commit our lives to him. And his commission is that we should communicate this life changing message to our world in our time. So what further can we learn from this part of the dialogue between Jesus and Nicodemus? First we learn that Jesus did not come as judge this time. Oh, there's coming a day when he'll put on his judgment robes and he'll judge the world in righteousness. God will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. And the only way of escaping the judgment of God is through faith in a Savior, the Lord Jesus. The Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That's what we read in the book of Job, in the book of Jude. Jesus wants to make it clear to Nicodemus and to you and to me that we're living today in God's grace spirit. We're living by grace, and we can come to salvation Through faith. The second lesson from this passage of the discussion of Nicodemus is the double emphasis on faith. Salvation is by grace through faith. Jesus repeats that cardinal truth. He wants you to receive the message. According to Jesus in this passage, we are already in darkness and our works are not sufficient to satisfy. Our God of righteousness and God's righteous demands against us will be executed except we escape by putting our faith in the one who bore our sins on the cross of Calvary. I have a, fr- a relative who told me that he believes in what I'm doing. He likes the fact I'm preaching the gospel, but he can't make himself believe that he's a sinner and deserving of hell. My friend, you can't come to God except you accept that fact. A statement from David seems to make it clear. He writes in Psalm 51, verse 5, For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. My friend, we can't escape it. Paul picks up the same strain as he writes the book of Romans. And in Romans 1, 2, and 3, he lays out the case for humanity's depravity. And he says there's none who seeks after God, not even one. We've all gone out of the way. We've all taken become unprofitable Isaiah says all we like sheep have gone astray we've turned one to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all God d- didn't send his son to die because we could work our way out of hell he sent him to die because there was no other way and Jesus Christ himself says it clearly he says I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So today, so today my prayer for you is that you will embrace this Savior who has come to offer you salvation by faith. My friend, close in with God's offer of salvation today. And then write and tell us about it. Listen to the address Ed will share with you in a moment. But right now, open your heart. Ask Jesus to become your Savior and your Lord. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Yeah